520, and this is the KDLL Evening News for Tuesday, February 13th on 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna, listener-supported public radio for the central Kenai Peninsula. I'm Hunter Morrison. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up, a Soldatna property is the subject of an Environmental Protection Agency violation after the owner disrupted salmon habitat and violated the Clean Water Act. But first, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski introduced a bill today to support coastal communities. The legislation, called the Working Waterfronts Act, would establish grants for marine infrastructure and mariculture resources for fishermen to convert boats to hybrid or electric engines, and improve research on ocean acidification, among other things. Murkowski's office said in a press release the bill aims to improve food security, shoreline infrastructure, and even support federal conservation research projects. Several fishing industry groups and organizations voiced support for the bill. Bruce Schachtler, the director of the National Seafood Marketing Coalition, thanked the senator in a statement, saying, quote, The provisions in the act will help the industry compete in a global market that has long ago passed us with their subsidiaries that address labor, financing, technology, and marketing, end quote. The senator said in the release she has been in contact with several ocean-based industry experts. Murkowski also asked for public feedback on what to include in the bill back in 2022. The legislation has been referred to the Senate Committee on Finance, but it is unknown if it will take the bill. A Soldatna property is the subject of an Environmental Protection Agency violation. After the owner did excavation work, that agency say disrupts salmon habitat and violated the Clean Water Act. Now, as KDLL's Riley Board reports, the owner and agencies are locked in a battle about how to restore it. In 2021, an Anchorage-based developer named Muhammad Ali bought a 30-acre undeveloped Soldatna property south of the Sterling Highway, near the Soldatna Animal Hospital. The parcel contained a small tributary of Soldatna Creek, a salmon-bearing stream that's the namesake of the city. Ali says the goal was to build a recreation spot on the peninsula for his family. But he drained a wetland to do that and dug an unpermitted ditch that the EPA, Army Corps of Engineers, Alaska Department of Fish and Game, and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service say disrupted salmon-bearing waters and caused major habitat damage. The Kenai lowlands have a lot of these wetland channels that are really good rearing habitat for coho, especially. And there are these I mean, super narrow little streams that you you don't know they're there until you step into them, essentially. That's really what was lost when the landowner ditched this wetland. Caitlin Cafferty is the regional director for Fish and Game's Habitat Division, which has regulatory authority over anadromous streams, waterways that house fish that live in saltwater and spawn in freshwater, like salmon. They regulate waterways that belong to a catalog, which is updated constantly. The Soldatna Creek tributary was categorized as anadromous right up to the edge of Ali's property. It primarily contains spawning coho salmon. And although it wasn't documented before, Cafferty strongly suspects there were salmon on the wetland property. 
we trapped these little side tributaries and caught fish in those, which to me indicates that there were likely fish in here before the wetland really was ditched. Cafferty says anyone doing development is obligated to reach out to her department to have their waterways assessed for salmon. And if they're found, a permit would be required to do any work. But without that process, the long, straight ditch has become a salmon habitat, just not a valuable one. She says there's a sediment barrier in the ditch that prevents movement for rearing salmon. Ali says he didn't believe the property was a wetland at the time he began development and was frustrated when agencies began telling him he'd committed violations. We've seen worse, but this is, this is a really significant case, and there was a good deal of damage done. This is Bill Dunbar, spokesperson for the EPA out of Seattle. He says the scale of environmental destruction at the Soldatna property isn't unheard of, but it is inexcusable. It shouldn't be a mystery to anybody that they need a permit to conduct any work near a stream. Pretty well known. So when someone proceeds to do this kind of damage without a permit, you you can't plead ignorance of the law. We'd be hard-pressed for anybody to make the case that they were unaware that doing this amount of damage to a salmon-bearing stream would be okay. Dunbar says once the EPA gets involved in a situation like this, the agency brings a case against the property owner and gets them to agree to restore the damaged area, which is called a consent agreement. There's also a penalty involved, calculated by the severity of violations and willfulness of the damage. Those numbers can get very big very fast. There's a counter to that penalty policy, which is that the amount may accrue based on the number of violations, the severity of the violations. Property owners' ability to pay becomes an issue as well. And in this case, that's exactly what's happened. Ali demonstrated to the EPA that he was unable to pay the full penalty and was fined $3,000. Dunbar couldn't share what the number would be if he could pay, but said it would be, quote, a lot more. After signing a consent agreement with the EPA in October, Ali was obligated to hire a consulting firm to create a restoration plan. The agencies say Ali fired the first consultant. The current one, three-tier Alaska of Anchorage, was hired in November and proposed a plan for restoration that included regrading the ditch to remove barriers and leaving the salmon in it. Cafferty with Fish and Game and Dunbar with EPA say they've been dissatisfied with the consultant's proposal so far. Cafferty says Ali's ideas don't meet the consent agreement's goals for restoration, which include improving fish habitat, restoring the tributaries, and raising the groundwater. She submitted her first proposal to bring back water to the Soldatna Creek tributary that was drained in the excavation process. Ali's consultants responded, saying that plan wasn't hydrologically realistic. And Cafferty says the owner and the agencies will continue to go back and forth until they settle on a plan that satisfies the agreement. So we're basically looking at new restoration alternatives to moving forward, because to me, their original plan just isn't a real, a real restoration, holistic restoration plan. It only kind of addresses one problem. She says her new proposal is to use beaver-style dams to back up the water in the ditch which would slowly raise the water table and make it look more like the original wetland stream. Ali has his own frustrations. He wants agencies to make their maps and required permits more clear for developers, and doesn't understand why he can't leave the ditch as is. 
where he says vegetation has already regrown and salmon have made a habitat. I know that these agencies were created to benefit public and for our watershed, but are they doing their job? I mean, it seems like these agencies are just uh, got so much power, they're dictating things, and we're very frustrated. I don't think they're doing their job at this point. And he's bothered that he had to hire a consultant if the agencies were just going to return their own plans for the restoration. We went ahead and hired an engineering farm, and they already have a design they think that's going to work best for the project. But these agencies are not really listening to the engineering farm. So my question is, like, why they want me to hire an engineering farm and they're not listening to the engineering farm? Dunbar says the EPA's goal is to have the property restored by this summer, although the pace so far hasn't been as fast as any of the involved agencies would like. Ali says once the process is over, he still plans to make the property a camping spot for his family. In Soldatna, I'm Riley Board. That's all for tonight's KDLL Evening News. We had help from Brian Venois in Kodiak and KDLL's own Riley Board. Find us online at kdll.org. I'm Hunter Morrison. Thanks for tuning in.